0: Brewer fans, welcome to the Brewer's Trilogy podcast presented by the Wisconsin Sports Trilogy. The podcast for none of them diehard Brewer fans, but also for those fans who enjoy cheering for a team that revolves around beer. I'm Tyler, a.k.a. T-Plush, your host for today, and joined in like In front of me, not like through a computer screen, is Trevor, a.k.a. Sunshine Bender. Oh my gosh, it's been a while since we've recorded a podcast together. Um, It's exciting. You guys are in for a treat today. And before we get started on any Brewers topics, let me ask you, Trevor, how are you doing today, buddy?
1: Well, just like any other Wisconsin sports fan, I am doing great. The Badgers whooped the shit out of the... Uh, Michigan Wolverines. Packers won. Brewers swept. I mean, I can't complain at all. It's been a pretty damn good weekend.
0: It sure has. The Brewers sweep the Pirates, improve to 86 and 70 on the year, three games back of the St. Louis Cardinals. And most importantly, their run differential is now negative two, um, which is. Ways like light years beyond what I uh, talked about on the last podcast, (laughs) but we'll get to that in a second. Uh, Brewers have won four in a row here, eight and two over their last 10, and the Cubs really just continue to fall. Uh, We were talking about this earlier, you know, we were kind of hoping that the Cardinals, or excuse me, the Cubs would actually win a few games over the Cardinals. That way we could get closer in the division because I'm absolutely terrified of playing a wildcard game, even if it's at Miller Park. Like, I don't like that thing where it's best of one. Best of five still scares me. Um, Best of seven, obviously, if you get to the championship series is like the best case scenario. But... I don't know, Trevor, how are you feeling about this whole playoff scenario? Are you okay playing a wild card game? Would, obviously, you'd probably rather see us the division, but just, like, how worried are you about the possibility of a winner's take all game?
1: I mean, I've told you this before. I would I would much rather see the MLB adopt a 150-game schedule so we can see, at, at the very least, five-game series um in the wild card, in the divisional series, and then seven and seven for the championship series and the world series. Um, just because I think that makes the most sense. And when you play three game series for the majority of the series during the year, why the hell are we going into a one game playoff? It is the most idiotic thing in sports in my opinion, and I absolutely hate it. So that's why I was all on board watching the Cubs take the last three of four um I think we talked about that last time no I wasn't on last time I don't know um but I I know I told Tyler this that I wanted to see the Cubbies win the last four after they lost the first one but obviously that did not happen and that kind of worries me I would have rather seen a bundle kind of going for that division and one of those wild card spots maybe two the way the Nationals have been playing and I would have much rather seen that rather than really the division with six games left is out of reach at this point, in my opinion, unless the Cubbies go and sweep them in their next um, meeting. But I don't know. I really don't see that happening. So it's not ideal, but the Brewers just have to go out, win as many as they can in these last six so they can get home field in that wild card. It's not going to be easy, but – You have to do it because they showed a graphic on the broadcast today showing that the Brewers are the third best home field advantage in the last two years. So I feel like that's what we need to hope for at this point for Brewer fans. I'm
0: glad you brought that up because I really hope that today, September 22nd, was not the last home game of the year for the Brewers because fans have been awesome all year. Not only last year, but the year before that, and years when they were bad. I mean, we go out there. For a small market, we show our team our love, and we're there through the good and the bad. That's just who we are. We're Brewer fans. Uh, We unite in that way. Um, Trevor brought up a little bit about the – Obviously, the Cardinals dominating in Wrigley, and Trevor can correct me if, the, if I'm wrong, but I'm pretty sure what we see today, like a graphic that the Cardinals hadn't swept a four-game series against the Cubs since like 1921, I believe. Is that correct?
1: Uh, specifically in Wrigley, they haven't done that, but yes, that is correct. Since May of 1921, I believe is what I saw on the Cubs-Cardinals broadcast, which is absolutely ridiculous.
0: That is insane, but as Trevor mentioned, the only thing the Brewers have to do is they just have to keep winning. I mean, the rest will take care of itself. I mean if you just if you win, the rest is out of your hands at this point. Obviously you hope that the Cardinals fall a little bit. The Cubs can pick up some games in their final three game series of the year, um, which will be coming this upcoming weekend. but we'll see about that. Um, as for the series about the pirates, the Brewers uh, obviously swept all three, piled up a tally of ten to one wins in games one and two, and then a four to three win in game three. I uh, mean, and at ten to game one, it's it's hard to kind of find something to talk about, but I think we found something. I mean, we saw Corbin Burns pitch in the last inning of this game, <laughs> and I know this has Trevor like just in the seat tier, but. <laughs> Trevor, you know what? Just take it away. Tell me what you saw from Corbin Burns because these, these guys are dying to know.
1: <laughs> okay. So I'm going to pull up the tweet that I saw because I just love watching this pitch, if I can find it. Um, and that was, like Tyler said, Corbin Burns pitched an inning in that, correct? And he showed us a pitch that could make him – Absolutely unbelievable. Um, And that is this mid-90s cutter. So in the video that we watched um, that was kind of going, making the rounds on Twitter, it started middle, middle third, um, outer part of the plate to a right-handed hitter, and it finished off the plate a few inches, but it was off the plate. But it was at 96 miles an hour, and it is absolutely disgusting. If he figures out how to consistently make his other pitches work good enough that he can use a 96-mile-an-hour cutter and place it like that, he's going to be back to 2018 Corbin Burns, and I cannot wait for it.
0: Yeah, that... That is insane to think about, because obviously it's not a slider. A slider would be, what, low 90s, high 80s, mile range, mm-hmm. and, oh, man, I, I have, I'm going to have nightmares for opposing hitters about that pitch, like, wow. Um, while I don't think it's possible that Corbin Burns actually makes this postseason roster, um, that is at least encouraging uh, for next year to come. In Game 2, the Brewers... Hey, they win 10-1 to 1 again, so they're definitely diving into that uh, run differential, and the bullpen, the starting pitching, everybody's really contributed to it. Obviously, when you're not giving up a lot of runs, that helps. We saw Chase Anderson go six innings in game one, which is like... Almost unheard of for any Brewers pitcher.
1: Uh, especially Chase Anderson. <laughs>
0: especially Chase Anderson. Um, but he, he only threw 85 pitches. So that at least leaves you kind of in the back of your mind like he could have at least started the sixth, gone into part of the seventh type of mentality. Um, when you looked at game two, it was Zach Davies who took the hill. He only went four innings. So again, one of those weird. Weird games you're not qualified to win, but he only threw 57 pitches, and that's just, you know, one of those weird September baseball type of things. For Brett Suter came in for two innings after him, and then they used a combination of Claudio Albers, Guerra, and Jamie Nelson, obviously, in the blowout they throw out there. Um, so, it, starting pitching wise, I know a lot of Brewer fans are concerned, like, hey, if this Brewers team makes the postseason, like, we don't have guys that can go five plus innings. How are they going to compete? You know, with the Dodgers, with the Braves, um, some of these other teams they may potentially face. So, I'd like to get Trevor's uh, take on that, and I know he has—he's like bouncing in his seat here because he wants to talk about Corbin Burns some more because he's so high, and i all <laughs> of a sudden. So, Trevor, take it away. <laughs> hey,
1: I was high on him to start the year. He just didn't show through for me. Um, but one more thing, I was. Again, I keep rewatching that video of that ninety-six mile an hour cutter, and I kept watching it, kept watching it, and realized he threw this to start an at bat. So he has confidence that he can throw it for a strike. Um, he did get a swing and miss, and again, like I said, it was out of the zone. But because of where he placed it, they're gonna swing at that pitch a lot of the times, especially at ninety-six. They're gonna think that's a fastball, a normal fastball, for seamer, and it's just gonna fly out of the zone and they're not going to be able to do shit with it. So that is just great. Um, but in terms of the starting pitching, like if you would have asked me the same question three weeks ago, I would have been like, there's not a chance they survive a series in the postseason." but everyone, all of the starting pitching has been, has been good in September. Jordan Lyles continues to be good. That was the only one I had confidence in. Um, geo pitched well today you mean i mean getting brandon woodruff back we haven't seen extended innings from him but just getting him back and the fact that you can throw him out there for two innings then throw geo out there for four innings you know you have six innings covered then even if you get to a point where you have to imagine brandon woodruff's gonna be able to pitch three four five innings at the beginning of the postseason i would hope um If he's able to do that and you put Gio out there for three, you know, you have six, seven, eight innings covered. So that's really good there. There's two of your rotations and really what do you need? Four. And Adrian Hauser has been good. Like Tyler said, Chase Anderson went six, which is crazy, but he had good pitch count. He's been good in September. So I used to be a lot more worried, but right now I am pretty excited about the starting rotation actually.
0: Oh, I'm glad we got you on board now, <laughs> and I'm glad you brought up the fact that, yeah, it's not a five-man rotation come October, which the Brewers, they're going to be playing into damn October, I can guarantee you that. <laughs> um, they currently have a 97% chance of making the playoffs, and what, they were at 9% at one point in September, so absolutely incredible stuff. The run differential is at negative two. I think last time I talked to you guys, the run differential's at, what, 21 So, Jesus. Obviously, you're doing some work against the Pirates. Um, I don't think, yeah, now the Brewers actually have a chance of having a positive run differential to enter the postseason. I don't think that tells a whole lot about the team. Obviously, the starting pitching's been somewhat up and mainly down, or at least pitching in general. I won't just say starting pitching throughout most of the year. Um, So I don't think that really tells the whole story of this Brewers team. At least I think. But, man, the fact that they're going to be this close to the postseason is exciting. And I'm excited to see what they have to do. Um, Getting ahead to our next starting points, um, we do have the Reds coming up next. Um, Obviously, you hope that's like another sweep it's easier said than done they will see sonny gray and luis castillo in the next uh, series which threads have given us kind of some troubles this year so we'll see how they fare through there um but you have to hope there's there's hope that you know the nationals Can lose some more games, the Brewers can at least secure the top wild card spot and at least host at Miller Park. There's hope that the Cardinals can kind of fall off their high horse and the Brewers can still win the division despite what Trevor says. (laughs) I know we're still three games back, but we're currently tied with the Nationals, so that's encouraging in itself. And the Nationals or Nationals, the Cubs have really just they've really just fallen off. Uh, you can't expect much out of them. In fact, as we speak today, they're four games back. The Mets are four and a half back, despite Pete Alonso's 50-plus homer season. The Phillies are five and a half games back, and they have uh, that five-game series against the Nationals coming up to end the year um, before they have that doubleheader rain delay. So there's a lot of uncertainty. The schedule, as we've mentioned throughout really all of September, really plays to the Brewers' favor coming forward. And they've really worked their September magic um, for the last two years. Um, I see Trevor looking up some stats here now about how they've done so far. Um, So, Trevor, do you want to elaborate a little bit on kind of how the Brewers have fared this September, at least statistically? statistically speaking, um, compared to how they've done at least in August or other months.
1: So <laughs> this, is, this is ridiculous. Um, let's talk about win percentage first. So we're just going to go month by month. Um, April and March are combined, and the Brewers had uh, 54.8% win percentage, May 55%, June 50%, July 48%. August 46th, then September, a casual 80% win percentage. Um, And that really, if you look at the ERA, that tells you everything. Um, Again, April and March, 4.95. May is 3.87. June, 4.86. July, 4.92. August, again, was 4.86. And then a massive improvement in September, to a 2.95 for the pitching era um one step further the batting average has been really good against our pitchers and that's at a uh, 200 basically 200 206 for opposing batters is their batting average currently in september so this pitching staff has absolutely turned it around In the month of September, the offense has been pretty good as well, but it is absolutely absurd what this pitching staff has done in the month of September to get the Brewers in position to somehow host that wild card game. And pitching
0: really has been the key. The offense has been pretty much there all year long. Um, but it's been the the pitching that's been the difference, and I know we kind of got into a little bit of beef today um, about starting pitcher wise. He's like, you know, because Brandon Woodruff in this four to three finale of the series in which the Brewers swept the Pirates um only pitched two innings you only had 38 pitches and Trevor was sitting there like oh why don't they extend him out you know come postseason we need that ace you know that guy who's been all year he's been all year round before he got injured you know going seven heck eight, occasional ninth inning um which is Obviously, a great boost to have. Um, and then they've kind of used that tandem with Gio Gonzalez. At least the last two, Brandon Woodruff starts where he comes in after him. Today, we saw Jay Jackson come in for an inning and then Gio Gonzalez. Um, so I asked Trevor, I said, hey, who would who would get bumped out of the starting rotation then? Obviously, we're not going to use a five-man rotation come the postseason. He said, well, you know, Gio, Gio will be the first one gone. And I kind of presented the argument of, well, what if we face the Dodgers round one? You know, where if you throw a lefty out there, it completely changes the lineup that they want. Kind of, you know, what the Brewers said last year, throw Wade Miley out there for an inning and then throw in Brandon Woodruff. Um, so I, I don't know if there's any designated roles, per se, for this team, but... Um, But, yeah, I I get Trevor's point where you say if you're going to take one of the starters out and throw him to the quote-unquote bullpen, it would be Geo. Um, But I'll let him elaborate more on his thought thought process on that.
1: Yeah, I think just in general, he has proven that he can do it, Um, and that's a change. Coming out of the bullpen is different than knowing that you're going to start. It's just a different dynamic, and... Gio has proven that he can do it, so that was my reasoning behind that, that he should be the one to kind of take a step back. But also, I wouldn't be upset with Chase Anderson coming out of the bullpen because I feel like he can do it, especially if you need slash want a lefty starter out there. That gives you another option in the pen with – Brent Suter, Chase Anderson, Freddie Peralta can all eat up multiple innings. So that gives you some options there in terms of if you're only going to throw Gio out there for an inning or two, you have some longer relief guys that can help you out in the long run. Um, so I guess that was my initial thought was Gio, but I I wouldn't be heartbroken if it was um, Chase Anderson or someone like that. I just think Right now, it has to be Adrian Hauser and Jordan Lyles in the starting rotation alongside Brandon Woodruff and then either Chase Anderson or Gio.
0: That's interesting. As I was listening to you speak, it's like lefties the Brewer have. We have Gonzalez, Pomeranz, Claudio, Hayter. That's obviously a lot more than what we were working with last year. And so as long as that stupid three batter's minimum rule isn't in play this year. The Brewers could look to exploit that come this postseason. I mean, it doesn't matter who you call your starter. I mean, you say Woodruff's your starter, and after an inning, you yank him and put Gio Gonzalez out there, and then, heck, Brandon Woodruff's available for the next game or the game after that. I mean... I'm I'm not going to get too caught up in what the titles are for these Brewers pitchers because I think Craig Council is not afraid to use them in whatever is best for the team. I mean, roles or position titles don't really mean jack shit. It's just... You got to go in. You got to be an out getter and you got to be effective because that's really what it's been all of September. That's what we saw last postseason. Um, we did see Craig Council last year stick with Jeremy Jeffress despite his postseason struggles. Um, so I think hopefully that's one thing Council learned from. You know, if a guy just doesn't have it in the postseason, you have to move on. I mean, it's hard to think about like Josh Hader's that one consistent guy who's been there all. All year round. What if Josh Hader struggles the first his first two outings of the postseason? Does Craig Counsell stick with him, or does he move on to you know uh, Matt Elbers or uh, Junior Guerra or Drew Pomeranz or something like that? I mean, I don't know. Trevor, as a manager of the Brewers, what would you do if Josh Hader all of a sudden gave up a couple homers, a couple earned runs the first two innings of the postseason? Would you stick with him, or would you
1: throw somebody else out there in a clutch situation? if it's Josh Hader I'm keeping him out there no question because he's Josh Hader he's if not he's if he's not the top arm in any bullpen he is a top 2 to 3 arm uh coming out of the bullpen for anyone in this league and he is that dominant and I just you have to let him pitch through it we saw earlier in the year he went through a struggle and we talked about it. I know Tyler is huge on Josh Hader's slider, and having that change of pace pitch is very important for him. But I just i I don't think you can go away from him because he can be so dominant. And yes, we know he gives up home runs. It's it's what happens. But I just I just can't see going away from him. Now, if it's someone like Drew Pomerantz, who has been a real help for us going down the stretch, he's been very consistent for us if he struggles yank him do not let him pitch um but i in my opinion you can't do that with josh Hader.
0: yeah i mean it's tough given the way the bullpen is constructed and the big names that there are in there it's hard to go away from josh Hader. but i mean as long as the brewers find themselves in postseason contention i mean I'm not going to be mad at Kirk Council for throwing Josh Hader out there when he's been their most consistent bullpen guy of the year. <laughs> Last two years, really, honestly. So uh, we'll see. Hopefully Josh Hader doesn't struggle in the postseason, but we'll see when we get to that point. I mean, there's six games left for the Brewers in the entire freaking year. Nothing's a guarantee at this point. For as hot as the Brewers have been, they could cool off just as suddenly, or they could they could keep winning. Certainly, I mean, playing the Reds and the Rockies would suggest that they're going to keep fucking winning because that's what the Brewers are doing this September and against 500 teams, but we'll see. Um. We will uh, definitely recap the Red Series for you coming up next. The Brewers have off on Monday, and they are they play a lot of early games. 540 starts on Tuesday and Wednesday. Thursday is 1135 Central Time start. So early games, it's going to be tough for us to watch, You know, at least for those of you who work weird hours. But we will be back to recap with you guys come Friday morning, and we will preview the final series of the year, potentially hopefully not, but we'll have a good understanding or a better understanding where the brewers are at. We will hopefully be uh, giving you guys a 25 man roster prediction for the postseason because brewers are going to fucking be there. So we'll see how that all plays out uh, come Friday morning. But until then, make sure you guys are following the podcast at trilogy underscore pod, checking out the fresh take On Twitter and then if you want follow Trevor on Twitter he's at Bender underscore Trevor he tweets a lot about the Packers so if you're a fan of the Packers which I am uh check him out he also does some instant reaction articles to the games which comes out on the Fresh Take they're pretty quick and short less than five minutes worth of reading you learn a lot um and I'm not just saying that because I'm his friend because I learned a lot, (laughs) so make sure you're checking all that out, and we will talk to you guys come Friday morning. Peace out, and go Brewers!
1: Go Brewers!